Today, December 3rd, I was in the backyard working at the, on my project. And today I was kind of frustrated because with entrepreneurship, sometimes you're there all alone and you're trying to figure out ways to get things done. And sometimes you have situations that may arise when it comes down to risk versus reward. Sometimes I think about, man, maybe I should stay with my nine to five and not do the entrepreneur. So I was sitting here because I was working and I'm trying to get the place together to meet a deadline. And so I'm here painting and then all of a sudden I see water dripping. That means the roof is leaking. So I looked up in the air and I said, wow, this is gonna be a long day. So what did I do? I got a hammer and a nail. I'm gonna take my frustration out on this hammer and nail and finish another project because the steps were kind of weak. So what I did, I put that hammer on that nail and I pounded my frustration away. Now, did I feel better? No, but I did get a project complete. This is Eugene, entrepreneurship, risk versus reward, working on this project December 3rd, 2018. Peace. Cleveland Orchestra. The first drop-off is today from noon to 5 p.m. at the open house that the Cleveland Orchestra is holding at Severance Hall. And here to tell us more about the donation drive is Cleveland City Councilman Kevin Conwell of Ward 9. Good to have you with us, sir. Hey, thank you very, very much. Nice to have you. You're a drummer, right? Oh, yeah. I'm a percussionist. I play drums oh, right. and vibes and marimbas. It's all, all of that. Things. All of that. Steel drums. I dig playing. So we will uh, hear a little bit about uh, your playing and about how you want to pass that along to young people. Let me tell you who else is with us for this conversation. Megan Van Voris is with us. She's president and CEO of Arts Cleveland. Good to have you with us, Megan. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. And nice to meet you. And Javier Rosemond is here as well. He's a senior at Cleveland High School for the Digital Arts and a Glenville resident. Very good to have you with us today. Nice to be here. Thank you. If you want to join the conversation, uh, you know, fire away with your questions or give us some of your thoughts about music education and young people and how to make sure that everybody has access to it. You can call us at 866-578-0903, send email to soi at wcpn.org, or tweet at Sound of Ideas. Uh, Kevin, I mentioned you play drums. You know firsthand playing music can have a positive impact on someone's life, on kids' lives. Uh, tell me a little bit about how your being a musician sort of frames the way you think about what we're talking about here. You know what? What helped me out a lot when I was a kid... I was, um, I'll tell you this quick, quick story. I was running on 105, and this nun named Sister Joseph Therese stopped me. And she said, young man, I need some help. I need some help in a center, a Martini Poor Center. I said, sure, sister, I'll help you, I'll help you. She said, what do you want to do? I said, I want to play the drums, sister. I want to be the baddest drummer <laughs> in the whole wide world, sister. Did she know what baddest meant? Uh, she knew because she was <laughs> okay. she was deep in the neighborhood. She was in the neighborhood, so she knew bad means mean being very very good. So I mean that's my conversation with her. She said, you know what, John McCoy would teach you free drum lessons if you uh, help me out in, in, in the at Martini Board Center. I said, okay, sister, I'll do that. And I practiced and I practiced, and it kept me out of out of trouble when I was a kid. I was 14 years old. Uh, it taught me self discipline. It taught me character. It taught me how to organize how to organize my skills. All of those things there. And as an adult, I want to give it back to the, to the children in the community, you know. And I and I want to help all the things that benefited me. I didn't finish uh, college as uh, as a, as a musician. I'm an MBA. However, 
The self-discipline helped me out to strive in the passion and organizing my practice was transferable over to help me out in life. Megan's nodding her head every time you say self-discipline and other benefits of music. It isn't just about laying it down. It's about what you pick up doing it. People, whenever you engage in musical activity, you are engaging so many uh, it takes so much to be able to do it. You have to, you're seeing with your eyes, you're listening, you're using your fine motor skills. Um, all of that stuff is coming together. Um, and that, those, those things are really, I mean, you can feel it when you're playing, even when you're listening to music, you can feel that come alive in your body. And those things become really important to engage people. And I don't know about you, but I'll tell you that the reason that I went to school, my background was dance. The reason that I went to school, the things that got me up every day to make sure that I was there um, were my arts activities. And that's critically important as we're wanting to make sure that students not only go to school, because if you're not in school, you can't learn. And if you can't learn, you can't graduate. And if you can't graduate, you can't go to college. All good points. Javier, you are a musician yourself. You played a little drums. Um, yes. When I was um, at elementary school, I played for the Glenville Band. Um, back in seventh and eighth grade, but you know, I had more. I was like, I was really enjoying my time there, and I started paying attention more to the drums than I was school. So I started lacking behind in school. Mm. But um, I just made the you know the grown up decision of I'm gonna stop playing the drums for a little bit and I'm gonna focus more back onto school. And I ended up graduating and I ended up going to digital arts where we have multiple different arts um, like film, music production, game design and graphic design and, um, and the mu in the music production room we got a whole bunch of like keyboards and stuff so we can make our own beats and stuff like that and I found that real fascinating and um, I had always had like a fancy towards the piano and stuff like that so which is a percussion instrument right? That's right. That's right. That's right. So when, um, when also in the eighth grade, I had started messing with the piano just a little bit, but not really, because it was just like one at our school building that was just there, and it was like pretty old. But I had was looking at it this one day, and it had like a piece of sheet music on the top, and it was from um, Moonlight Sonata. It was just like how it was just breaking down the songs and I was looking at it and I was just playing it and I liked like the way it just like soothing and made me feel better about like what I was doing and then when I got into digital arts it was like we got pianos here or like just keyboards and stuff so I'm able to take like what I learned from elementary school and try to put it more into what I was doing while I'm in high school. And actually use it because you have the equipment there in that circumstance. By the way, right. great job recognizing right. that you need balance, right? Exactly. So if you get too into anything, whether it's drums or football or anything else, and you're not doing your schoolwork, then you got to right. step back, and it's great mm -hmm. for you to have recognized that. But the, the point that Javier's bringing up is he's at a school that's committed to arts and that has the equipment to get it done. But there are a lot of kids that are going to schools where... They don't have it. I, I'm a I'm a band parent or was a, a final year for my daughter. But but uh, you know a mellophone, a flute, a clarinet. These things aren't cheap. Music lessons, 
piano lessons when they were growing up because we agreed with the idea that your brain gets developed if you're learning to read music and play it. You put all that together, it's, it's a commitment. And I can imagine that if you don't have the means to do that, it's not going to happen. So the idea of having this instrument drive is key to let people have the kind of thing that Javier's talking about here. Megan, tell me a little bit about that. Just the, the idea that even if you want your kids to, or if the young person says, I want to learn uh, uh, the music, but I don't have the opportunity to do it. Yeah, I think that one of the the reasons why we all came together about this is that, you know, the councilman is out and he's he's walking around the neighborhood and he's hearing from people, hey, I got this stuff, you know, that maybe might be able to do something with. And then on the other side, our arts education partners, those that are in the, you know, the orchestra, Center for Arts Inspired Learning, are out working in the field and they're seeing, hey, there's these gaps that we don't have. You need, in order to excel, the opportunities to be able to participate both in school and out of school. And we're seeing those gaps. There are some schools that don't have pianos. Um, and so, you know, and, and while we're not necessarily accepting those today, though Joan, our friend at the, at the Cleveland Orchestra, said she would be willing to talk to folks if they want to arrange that on a future day, at the end of the day, you need to be able to have the opportunities to get to those instruments. And so what we've constructed is, first, an opportunity to fuse those, to, to secure those from the folks that have them where they're not, they might just be sitting in an attic, and then to be able to match those up either in schools or in the community level um, where those needs are, you know, where, those, where they're needed most. And so the idea here, you know, this is our first uh, first run out on this. See how it goes. We decided to target in a neighborhood at first, which is the Glenville neighborhood, and hopefully in the future we'll be able to extend this to other other neighborhoods. So this is really a, a pilot for us. But we think that there's real real opportunity um, to bring folks together around this. And you know, with teens in particular, you know, one of the things that we've seen is that it, this stuff is, music has a way of being able to bridge uh, different people from different communities, from different ages and different ethnic backgrounds. It really is kind of like that social glue. And a lot of times, music can be a way in which you become accepted uh, with other people. And so so we want to be supporting and fostering that. And, that, and that, that goes with youth. It goes with, you know, older adults as well. I mean, everyone. I mean, we all benefit when we have opportunities to come together. And I think that that's something that we should be fostering more and more in this day and age. Kevin, this is targeting Glenville to start, and you know, to pilot. It could become uh, broader citywide. By the way, you don't have to be from Glenville to bring your instrument. Anyone can bring the instrument. We're talking about uh, people from Glenville uh, benefiting from it. W what's the need? Do you see a need for young people? If they had an instrument at home, they would practice. If they had an instrument at home, they would be more interested and, and would develop from it? Yes, let me, let me say two things. Um, although we are using Glenville as a pilot program. Uh, here's an example. A young man stopped me yesterday. I was at Martin Luther King concert at Severance Hall. This young man lives on the west side, and he said, Councilman, I need a trumpet. I go to Cleveland School of the Arts. One of my friends, Reggie Pittman, sent the trumpet to my house from New Jersey, and he said, I want a kid to practice on this uh, trumpet. So it would be great this kid said he's taking music lessons already at the Cleveland School of the Arts. However, he doesn't have a trumpet and he wants to practice at home. So we can't just say Glenville. We have to give it out to wherever there's a child. If there's a child at, uh, on the west side, east side, southeast side of Cleveland that, that needs it, we got to do that. Here's another example real quick. I was narrating at, uh, about the program at Judson Manor. Uh, it's Justin Manor is an apartment complex in University Circle. A lady reached out to me. She said, I have a mahogany violin. 
I looked at the violin. It's worth over $500, between five to $700 in that range. She wants a child to uh, uh, um, use this violin. If the child is not in Glenville, they can use the violin, then wherever there's a child that needs the violin. Gotcha. That's a beautiful thing to help to give back. A lot of children stop me because you know, I'm a jazz musician, and I play out an awful lot. My band, we play at charitable events for no, free. Senior, right? Yeah, we give it up for charity. And children stop me, and parents talk with me. They say, ooh, councilman, I want my son to play the drums or the vibraphones like you do, but I can't afford it. I can't afford it. And then the little child looks at me. And so that's what we got to do. We got to give back. And we have to take our instruments out of the attic, out of the basement, so that we can help children. We will quantify and let people know if we, if we collected 10 trumpets, we will say we collected 10 trumpets, and here's where your donation went to. Right. Or drums. All right. Here, here's, here's the young children at Glenville or Rose or whatever that benefited from the drums. Yeah, it'd be great to, to see where it goes. Now, what you're accepting now, you mentioned not pianos. you got to have a strong back to bring that one in. Uh, and you're probably not collecting where I stopped music, which was fourth grade flutophone made of plastic. You probably don't want that. But my kid's clarinet or their flute, or if you were a player in high school and it's been 20 years and you still have it in the crawl space, uh, bring in that trumpet. So what are the lists, Megan, of the kinds of things yeah. that are being accepted? So uh, we are accepting all musical instrument uh, instruments from all musical instrument families at this point. So we need string instruments, brass instruments, um, woodwind, See, woodwind instruments, um, and uh, and so forth. And so uh, it, guitars. You know, you'll f we actually have some some folks in the neighborhood that do um, you know classical guitar programs, regular electrical guitar programs. And what so, if it's not strong? Like, you'll, will you fix it, or do so, I have to? So that's that's the other thing. The other piece of this. So um, the the only thing that I would that uh, shy away from is, um, well, not shy away from, we're not accepting toy musical instruments. Okay. So this is the, you know, these are these other things. Um, we do, we're asking for gently used, um, uh, just because we don't have a, a huge repair budget. Now, if you don't have an instrument and you want to be able to support, we do have uh, on our website a link to be able to donate uh, to a musical instrument repair fund. So all of the instruments that we collect, um, they will come in, they will be assessed um, for where they are, and then um, we'll use um, some of the funds donated uh, from the donation pool for the repair fund to be able to, to pay for those because that's going to be critically important. So. Drop-off drop times, by the way. Martin Luther King Jr. Day today, uh, January 21st, noon to 5 p.m. at Severance. Uh, Sunday, February 17th, noon to 5 p.m. and Saturday, March 9th, 10 a.m. to noon. We'll have all that information. All of that is at Severance Hall. We'll have that information on our website, ideastream.org slash ideas now, where you'll also get the website information that Megan just mentioned. Javier, let's round it out with you for about a minute. The idea of, uh, of young people playing music, when you see your friends and the idea of people interested, being interested in this and having access to instruments, how does that make you feel? I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to see because um, to build off of what um, Megan and Councilman Conwell Councilman was saying, um, music does really like bridge people together cause, because now, now of days, um, you see multiple different peoples listening to the same type of music and like really connect over it. Like me and my friends, 
some of us don't listen to the same music, but a lot of us do. So when we like find that that balance in between, and like we actually listen to each other's different styles of music, it's just like I understand what like what you're feeling more like what you like go through like why you listen to this type of music like it gives me a deeper understanding of you so like if with the instruments it's going to give us like a deeper understanding of like how the way you play it like if you play it like real energetic or right. if you play it like real it. slow yeah, and down personality and right essentially it, it gives us more language. insight on who you are as a person well, we're going to have to leave it at that. I appreciate that insight, uh, the idea that, you know, essentially you're just getting together when, you, when you're when you sharing uh, music. And I think uh, everyone here at this table can agree with that. And I want to say thanks to each of you for being here. Javier Rosemond, thanks so much. Thanks. Senior at Cleveland High School for the Digital Arts. Also, Cleveland City Councilman Kevin Conwell, good to see you again, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. And Megan Boris as well, President and CEO of Arts Cleveland. Nice to talk with you. Thank you. If you'd like to get the last word today, 216-870-1111.